Thank you for tuning in to my favorite conversation, episode two. I actually have it this time. Uh, it was supposed to be here on the first episode, but again, scheduling conflicts. So now, please to meet Mr. Samuel Bolding, DDBBVV, whatever you'd like to call him. He's going to help me today, and the conversation that we're going to be having and then passing on to you. Why do you think there's such a rise in cases for depression in America today? Is is this the part where I talk? (laughs) Remember that time in high school when I brought you and Brendan Massey up to do a a three-part reading of a presentation? And then both of you fucking clammed up immediately and i sat there like a jackass reading one-sided lions before i went and sat back down at my desk isn't that the one one where i slammed my head down on the desk i'm not sure i I think i know is that all i know is that i found out that day i had no ride or dies with me (laughs) just had a flashback there in that moment of silence Fucking trauma reaction, anyway. Um, suicide rates. Uh, depression rates. Not so much suicide, but it does yeah. kind of go hand in hand. Why do you think there are so many more cases in America today compared to 10, 20, even 30 years ago? I mean, honestly, the first thing that comes to my mind is going to be it's more socially, virtually acceptable to talk about it. It, it and in some cases I think it's a little oversaturated because you have a lot of people who oh I feel sad today I, I'm depressed whenever they actually don't have depression but at least they're bringing that conversation piece up and out and it's not like it was say 20 30 years ago where if you so much had said that you were feeling anything but what you were supposed to feel you were getting locked up into a nut house. So, this brings up a good uh, a point for me. Is this chronic depression, or someone who experiences depression once, maybe twice in their life? Either or. Just the question itself, as it was given to me, was <coughs> cases of depression. Okay, so that's probably lumping together chronic and mm-hmm. um, occasional. I, my first thought there is just that people um, who experienced periods of depression before um, probably probably felt less inclined to get it diagnosed because men- mental health, especially like in the last thirty years, has we, we, we've like you were saying we've taken a very different approach to how we see it, um, and people who were just like suffering from like you know like a death in the family or a crushed dream or something that is the natural reaction is to be depressed mm-hmm. and i don't think anybody experiencing it in those circumstances up until recently would have felt the need to go see a shrink about it like i think that they should i think that it's good that people are but in terms of people who are not chronically depressed i just don't think they would have felt like but like it was important to actually get professional help during those uh, seasons of their life. And, um, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, I, I'm not sure if you can speak of the same mindset, but I know that we both have issues with that, among other things. 
And, you know, for the longest time, I refused to seek help just because there was still a stigma in my household. There was still that stigma of uh, you don't need help. You know, you're only X amount of years old. What do you have to be depressed about? And it's not, I'm just, I'm not just sad about something. I've been feeling like this since I was eight every single day. So, yeah. And <clears throat> so for the longest time, I never sought help because it was, you know, the, the, the two people who were supposed to care about me the most don't seem to care. So why should I care? I should just live with it and go about my day as it is. That's why I didn't seek professional help till I was in college. On a, um, on a side note, now that you've taken this, if you want to edit this out, you know, yeah. I, I can see why. Um, now that you've moved and you're actually like in an environment that is actually giving to you more than it takes from you, um, do you feel like the depression is as in control as it was? It is not as in control. It is still very much there. Um, it's one of the things I kind of mentioned yesterday uh, whenever I was recording. You know, those, those thoughts are still there. That feeling, that that weight is still there, but it's not as heavy. Um, I'm able to breathe a little bit more. I'm able to... Um, I, I, I'm not seeing a light at the end of the tunnel, but I'm, I'm feeling as if the tension in the air is a little less. Um, it's a little bit easier to breathe. It's a little bit easier to move. Um, and, and I'm just trade-offs to that because up here I am isolated like yeah I got away from a lot of bad things but I'm also not seeing my kids right now and um it's it's lonely and the isolation does kind of get to me but I am trying to think ahead because like next week my kids are going to be up for a few days um then they'll be moving up here soon. I'm trying to go out and meet people. Like I said, I had lunch with someone the other day and I had someone over for dinner. So, you know, I, I'm trying to at least be proactive. And I think a lot of that's because I actually have the energy to try and be proactive. Whereas back down south, I was just under so much weight that I just physically couldn't. Or I had so much stuff going on if I rearranged how much energy I was giving to everything else to have the energy to try and get past some stuff, I would fail in other aspects, be it, uh, you know, relationship wise, work wise, so on and so forth to the point where I couldn't financially, mentally or physically afford to reprioritize all that. Everything's a resource. Yeah. Um, I, I remember a talk that you and I had actually um, one time when you came over to help me, and then ended up spending the entire time on my couch, fucking falling apart. Remember, remember that? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. I, I do remember that. Um, Funny enough, I do too. You know what? You <laughs> know what? This is an inside-out core memory. That right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> um, for real though, remember, remember, I think I told something I told you on that day was that you know, like, you've got to stop treating yourself like a renewable resource. 
because like just like the how there's not enough hours in the day there's not enough like energy and time yeah like in you to like continually output more than you get it then you get back because eventually it's going to fucking deplete you completely and you're going to end up where you did yep and uh <laughs> that's that's one thing i've been trying to really work on over the last uh really ever since you left um i mean obviously you know we didn't get to hang out all too much because of uh you know be it my kids uh my previous relationship uh, the two of us now working opposite schedules but no man whenever you uh whenever you finally moved away um uh, you know and, and i told you, you know it wasn't like super duper hard but at the same time it wasn't easy you know you've been my longest best friend um the two of us we have shared a lot of deep and emotional things with one another that we haven't shared with others and uh not having that resource that person you know within 20 minutes 30 minutes uh you know it it did fuck with me a little bit it was one of the last it was one of the last straws yeah and because I I had been putting too much faith into people that even if their heart was in the right place they either could not or refused to do uh, anything to truly help with that weight and that issue and that is not me saying let me clarify that is not me saying that it is anyone else's responsibility to deal with and handle my issues. I'm not saying that. It is ultimately my responsibility to handle my issues. That being said, a support network is necessary. And if someone is in your life who is supposed to be in your life for support and they cannot or will not give you that support, then they don't need to be in that position. They need to be replaced. No. They need to be moved out. Um, yes. So I, I'm, I'm just saying that to clarify because I I am the farthest thing from someone who will victim blame and try to have that victim mentality of this is everyone else's fault because they couldn't help me or they didn't want to help me. Um, that no. being said, a support network is necessary. And if you can't do it, get out that kind of brings me actually back to the original um source material there actually um i think that victim mentality is it's it's not just encouraged it's praised these days um whereas while while there's always been people ready to engage in victim mentality and willing to find people to reinforce that it seems like victim mentality is a foundational part of a lot of people's philosophy, life philosophy these days. Like, to the point to where again, it's not just reinforced, it's praised, encouraged, and actually, like, directly people try to directly inflict it on people who they believe should have a victim mentality for, um, the greater good, as it were. Do you, uh, do you think that, do you think that has anything to do with it? It possibly could. I will agree that there is a lot more of that victim mentality uh, that's really searched up really, really since the internet kind of took off. 
social media really took off and the ability to have, you know, these online influencers, um, because a lot of them, you know, they were younger and younger people tend to have the victim mentality whenever shit goes wrong or whenever they mess up. And I think that that kind of played a part of why that victimhood and victim mentality really, really sparked up because, you know, just thinking back to, you know, back in high school or junior high, watching people on YouTube, you know, we knew that they weren't like gods on pedestals, but they were pretty close as far as like the light that they were held in and that pedestal that they (laughs) were on. And so with them exhibiting all that toxic behavior, those toxic mentalities, I think a lot of that kind of more or less was saying, see, it's okay to think and act and behave this way because not just my friends are doing it, but this person who is in this position of power and this position of influence is doing it. So as far as that goes, I think that that's an issue with that. But as far as the increase in cases, I'm, I'm not sure. I think it could play a part in what I had mentioned earlier with, you know, you're sad for a day and then you go online saying, I'm depressed. I've always been depressed, yada, yada, yada. And that's not me trying to demean or take away from anyone's feelings, but there is a difference between actual diagnosed depression and just feeling off or feeling sad. But I'm not sure if they would go hand in hand more so than there just being a little bit of correlation between the two. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, get, I get what you're saying there. Yeah. Yeah, that, um, it's not me disagreeing with you. It's just I'm not sure if have oh, no, no. such a such a cause and effect on each other. Last thing is that I'm pretty sure we're both gonna go look at studies after this and both feel like complete fucking jackasses because like this has probably been this has probably been pretty well researched. There's probably an actual answer to all of this, but it's not and as fun as a conversation. Exactly, and you know this is what this is supposed to be about. Like yes. Um, at some at certain points and, uh, and under certain topics because I'm the only one who knows the topics whenever I bring someone on I would like to give a little bit of foresight to um, whatever guest is going to be coming on if it's going to be a really uh, touchy or extremely nuanced subject so that way they can kind of prep but not fully know the answer or the question and you know same thing on my end but as far as the basis of everything i really just want it to be a a conversation i I want it to be you know my thoughts the guest thoughts and you know pass that on to anyone who's listening so that way they can voice their thoughts i I want it to kind of be as raw as possible just so that way everyone can kind of see the different point of views and why people think the way that they think um but you know you and i we do like to do a lot of research on top of you know just yeah. I feel this way so as far as you and I go it, it, it is probably going to happen after the show but um, that's just how we are well, I that's mean, a... the other day in orientation I was spouting off case law to the security guys <laughs> and, <laughs> and while we while we were on a 15 minute break 
I'm looking up other case laws that I couldn't remember. So that way I could tell them whenever we got back in. And these case laws have nothing to do with them as far as their their duties and their ability to do their job. But it did have to do with, you know, you need to know your case law. You need to know what you, as an American, can and cannot do or can and cannot have done to you by the certain powers that be. And some of those guys, they haven't even heard of case law. And so, it there's no such thing as too much knowledge. And I'm all for continued educating. Totally unrelated, completely related. Did you know that in West Virginia, where I currently reside, um, citizens have the exact same arresting power as uh, police officers? Uh, no, I did not. That's citizens. Kind of scary. Said, yeah, citizens' arrest here is actually just arrest. Like, if you suspect a misdemeanor is taking place, you can arrest someone. Yeah, no, no. I don't think that's how that would actually play out in a court were you to actually do it. But the way that it is written, that is how it is. That 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 it is currently a is one of the only states where citizens' arrest has the same level of With discretion as a. The same amount of discretion as a police officer's uh, arrest power. Up here, it's a little bit different. Um, As far as citizens go, more or less, if it's a felony, it's pretty much fair game. Misdemeanor, not not really. Just don't don't even touch it. You're just asking to be sued. Oh, yeah. I should mention... That was not me offering legal advice to anybody. Don't go fucking arresting people who you, who you think have done something bad. If you're in a situation where you need a poor of a citizen's arrest, there won't be any moment of deliberation. It'll be a holy shit, I need to stop this moment. Like I said, it led to me being asked after every single like discussion. Do you have anything to add to code? Do you have anything to add with your experience? Do you have anything you'd like to pass on to these guys? <laughs> after, every, after every single topic post. And it, it got old. It got old really quick. Anyway, back to the uh, subject matter. Uh, something I wanted to mention before when you were talking about uh, talking about uh, um, us, us, us researching stuff. Yep. So I'm going to approach this from the research standpoint now and actually offer... Um, a bit more of a um, evolved opinion on this. Um, I'm not going to bring up the demographic in question, but there's a demographic in question where um, suicidal depression is actually not underreported, but the reports are deliberately undermined. Um, mm. Often by the um, medical professionals in their lives who have a great deal to gain by saying that their work in this person's life has made them happier. Um, and there was one doctor who acted as a big whistleblower pointing out the statistical fact that people after receiving care were actually, um, their, their, um, their suicide rates at the very best just stayed the same or even went up. Um, attempted suicide rates anyway. So, so it, it was more or less a controlled culling. 
sort rather of than being, like yeah, well, I mean rather than trying to be preventative and either stop or f- at least help the issue you're more or less allowing it to happen or trying to expedite it to me that just screams the controlled going well I don't think it's so far as that I think it's just much more simple in, the, in, in that it's these people are willing to pay us psychotic amounts of money for something that we know doesn't work but we get paid and if we were to actually give them the help that they need we would make less than a fraction of the amount of money involved it's just there, there's zero incentive to actually take care of these patients the way that they need because the way that they want to be taken care of um is so much more expensive and this demographic has proven that no matter what their financial situation, they will, like any 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 corrupt salesman um, class will tell you, a homeless guy can scrunch together a hundred thousand dollars if they're desperate enough. Now that doesn't mean that the rest of their life won't be completely screwed as a result of how they attained that money. <laughs> but this de- the, but this demographic has proven that they are willing to put their life into any amount of jeopardy in order to. Um, in order to get this medical attention the way that they want to get it rather than the way they need to get it and rather than getting informed opinions from their medical practitioners they're being um they're being exploited and if you there's this other um there's another there's there's a therapist i remember who whenever he went to a think tank with other therapists and was even taking um extended college coursework after he got licensed um there's this very serious issue going on where all of the other, not all the other therapists, most of the other therapists in the think tank, whenever they're presented with hypotheticals where a patient say is late, right? Or, um, actually we'll just use the late example. I'm sure people have seen the video where he talks about this, but whenever a patient is late, that's supposed to be treated as a symptom. It can't just be whenever the patient says my train, um, was held up. Um, and then he's, he said, well, should we check? the news to see if the train was held up and they said no you don't have to you know that the patient's lying but how do I know the patient's lying I don't know that of course you do you're the therapist they're the patient and that mentality apparently has permeated therapy to the degree where it basically he extrapolated from it the same thing that I just extrapolated from another example where he says that there's no money in actually helping people the money is in making them dependent on their therapist which and, I, and I'm not saying that all therapists or even most are like this. There's been no study on it, but I'm saying that that mentality is present in the field. Did I tell you about the lovely experience I had with uh, the last therapist I went to go see? And whenever uh, I, yeah. So I uh, went to go see a, a therapist. Um, this this was a while back, and I <laughs> very first session, um, I'm like, okay, so. Um, how much do you want to hear? Well, let's start from the beginning. You know, tell me, tell me everything that you're comfortable with telling me. Okay. And I, I, I give him a, uh, essentially the Sparks Notes version of uh, a bunch of the trauma and, uh, you know, my thoughts, my feelings, and everything like that. And I, I, I won't forget it. It was a, uh, a cold stare. Because the whole time I was talking, you know, I had my head down to the ground. Part of it was because I didn't want to look at him. Also, part of it's because, you know, I, I, I'm ashamed 
uh, for a lot of the things that have happened. And I, I know that I didn't have control over a lot of it, but I still feel the shame for it. So, you know, I had my head down where I couldn't see him. And whenever I got finished, you know, I looked up and he just had that cold stare. And then uh, he goes, well, have you ever thought about just thinking happy thoughts? So he was ready to he was ready to fucking con you right out the gate. Like there yeah. there was no attempt at all. That's fantastic. Yeah, no. that's that's fucking great. Um, needless to say, the session ended pretty soon after that. And uh, when asked if I was gonna look for next week, I said, "No, I am not. Thank you for your time." And um, that was the last one I went to. Um, I'm trying to find someone up here. Um, I got a couple people uh, supposed to be helping me try and find them. Um, but I have to wait until the insurance kicks in up here. But, you know, uh, from what I've been told by a couple of people uh, with who they're trying to get me to talk to, I'm going to have much better luck up here compared to back down south because there's there seems to be a cultural shift as far as the importance of mental health up here. And... I'm sure that there's still going to be a lot of issues that, um, you know, you and I both brought up now, but, uh, from what I've been able to gather from their genuine reactions and how they are before and then after a therapy visit, um, I, I do feel like at least on those case by case situations that there's actual genuine people who care in those positions up here uh, at least in those cases so hopefully it's a pleasant surprise but no no uh, yeah that, that's how that went that fucking sucks <laughs> um, but it kind of kind of reinforces what I've been I think I've been telling you for years is that you know, there was a, I'm sure there's a part of you that still wants to believe this, but there's, there's always been a part of you that just believes that you're, you can't be helped, that this is just the reality of your life, that this is just going to be who you are forever. And it's not. And that you've just had really shit fucking therapists. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to say that I 100% believe you, but I, I would like to. So hopefully. Whenever we revisit a similar topic later down the road, uh, or you know, we're talking in private, hopefully, yeah. there will be a little bit of a change <laughs> in, in my own personal opinion. Well, but, there's already been change. I mean, no. you've already gotten out. You've already gotten out of a situation that you felt like was never going to end. Like you were going to be trapped in. It was going to be sucking the life out of you forever. A, a several situations actually not just one and you have taken the initiative and removed yourself from that place which means that you can get away from at least some of it yeah by the way still still one of the most terrifying things that I've done uh, still have <laughs> yeah I mean How you can highly you? recommend highly recommend but terrifying can you imagine how I felt the way I did it Although, I mean, yeah, I did. I did. Having Allison run too, um, definitely 
made all this um, more uh, pal more more pal well, easier to swallow. But you got to keep in mind, I knew what was going to happen when I got here, and it did, which is um, the panda bear thing going on. Yeah, ultimately resulted in me doing this almost entirely alone. Yeah. Um. And yeah, the isolation you're feeling. Believe me. Believe me. I've 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 been dealing with it to a different extent, but I have been dealing with it too. So trust me. I I, I where you're at. I weirdly enough, I just did the same thing. This is not a woe is me thing, by the way. I still think that oh, yeah, you no. know you you you. you I, I think I think you drew I think you drew, drew the long straw on this one still, but you know. Yeah, no, I I, I know that that wasn't a woe is me bit, um, and and I'd like to think that you think I'm not saying a woe is me whenever I was saying that either. Um, but no, uh, I think I think this is where I'm going to go ahead and end it and pass the question on to anyone who's listening. Uh, why do you think there are so many rising cases of depression in America? Do you think it's a societal issue? Do you think it's a societal acceptance? Do you think it's something else? Uh, any questions, comments, any point of view that we did not discuss, more than excited to hear about it. Um, Sam will be on for future episodes. I'm not sure if he's going to be on for the uh, the next episode or not but uh, he will be on for future episodes and I appreciate him for coming down um, all that being said I pass that question on to you thank you for listening have a good day have a good night <laughs>